0: What movie did we just watch, Amy?
1: We just watched The Last Duel with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, and that's it. That's Oh, Adam Driver's in it, too. (laughs) And Adam Driver's in in it, too. Arguably a more
0: significant character than than Ben Affleck. Affleck.
1: Yeah, and we should start this with a huge content warning. Yeah, Because this movie has a huge sexual assault that happens. In fact, it's kind of the center of the storyline. And I'm not sure. I knew this is... Like a Rashomon story. Yeah. But if I knew it was a Rashomon story around a sexual assault, I don't think I would have watched it. I'm sorry. And I'm kind of mad at the film. (laughs) So these are our first impressions. I I did know
0: that, so I feel bad for not warning you appropriately in advance.
1: Well, I mean, we can talk about representation of of sexual assault on screen. Content warning. Content warning. Spoiler warning. Spoilers. Mostly uh, content mostly content
0: the the story itself is from the thirteen hundreds so
1: yes, so this, you're saying the spoiler limit is is up, <laughs> maybe,
0: <laughs> I mean, it is a historical record, so it's kind of like the Titanic sinking, oh, yeah, you gotta know about it at some point,
1: okay, well, so if this is. Not your thing, stop now. Yes. Please. Go watch Encanto and yeah. listen to that podcast. Yeah.
0: Encanto was a fun movie.
1: It was a fun movie. It won Best Picture for animated yeah. movie. And they sang We Don't Talk About Bruno. Yeah, and I'm Oscars. real mad about
0: the performance of We Don't Talk About Bruno. And Ooh. that's the only interesting thing that happened at the Oscars.
1: Yep, that was it. Nothing more interesting. Nothing re-
0: else requires my attention.
1: Alright, so the last duel is set in the 14th century yeah. France. Mm-hmm. And it's told from three perspectives. About. Yes. Uh, this Two. They're, they're squires. They start out as start squires. Out as squires. Out One of squires. them does become knighted. Please excuse our cat, who's providing her pee on own that. sound effects. <laughs> Our cat likes to pee on paper, especially. It's one of her favorites. Do you have to use Litterbox, buddy? Riveting content on the podcast. No editing. This is what you get.
0: Well, it's it's your diploma, so... Yeah, it is
1: my diploma. I would prefer that she... not do anything with that. High-quality audio podcast assemble. Thank you for listening. (laughs) This has been a podcast out of the last duel.
0: Yeah. Um, So, yes. Adam Driver and Matt Damon who have real names, but it's not important what they are.
1: Adam Driver is Jacques Legree. Matt Damon is Sergeant de Carouge. The French accents on the names and some of the words are really bad. (laughs) They were not pronouncing them
0: well. They were not. Well, for the most part, they weren't doing French accents.
1: I didn't tell what accents they were doing. <laughs> I was a little like, are you going to kind of like heightened American accent? Like British light? Like, what is this accent? I,
0: I will say Ben Affleck was having a blast, and I appreciate that. <laughs> I don't know that he was making a lot of strong choices, but he was having a blast. <laughs>
1: Anyways, these two guys, Adam Driver, Matt Damon, they're kind of frenemies. Yeah, they used and to be
0: friends. Adam Driver saves Matt Damon's life at one point.
1: It it goes back about fifteen years yeah. in their relationship, and it hits certain points in the relationship, and then so you see the relationship from their two sides, and you see, um, Matt Damon's wife mm-hmm. comes Marguerite. into the picture, Marguerite, Marguerite. And she comes in later. She's not for the full 15-year yes. recap. And uh, then you see the story from, from her perspective and kind of the rest of the movie is yeah. from... from well, it's,
0: you, get, you get Matt Damon's perspective and Adam Driver's perspective. And then Magritte, Margaret's perspective. Yes. whose actress I do not know the name of.
1: Her name? Okay, fun game. Her name is Jodie Comer. Okay, and then I looked her up because I was like, she was pretty good. Where have I seen her in things before? All right, so so you have. She's one of the main characters in Killing Eve. Okay, she's the, the which spy. we haven't
0: watched, but I've no, heard but great things about
1: as won awards, and yeah. whatnot. also the female lead in Free Guy what
0: yeah wait did she she played the in-game version or the there's
1: the same oh, was actor it the same actor doing ago? molotov girl and okay. millie i believe was the programmer's name huh so
0: would not have guessed that
1: uh yeah doing a good job of of getting into roles yeah and not i mean. think
0: i will say i think she did a really good job i do think she role. did a
1: really good job I Uh, do think she did. That's why I looked her up. I was like, who is this? I feel like I haven't seen her before. With an
0: arguably underwritten role. Mm -hmm. um, She brought a lot to it that was not in the script. Uh, So yeah, it's funny you said it was like, oh, it's Rashomon style. All I could think when I was watching this is like, Rashomon did this so much better.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You can't you can't top Rashomon. Could it's Rashomon know. in that it's told from different the same story told from different perspectives. Yes.
0: Um Rashomon like,
1: is classic like I mean
0: Rashomon is a nearly perfect film. Um, I haven't
1: seen it since college. So that was like 20 years ago. Yeah. It's
0: it holds up. Yeah. Um but it's like very much like the point of Rashomon is like there is no way to know there is there is no definitive answer and it's all storytelling and very complex this doesn't do that at all
1: no this is when I start to get a little mad and annoyed at the film yeah yeah why well several reasons um I'll start with uh, maybe this doesn't have to do with the Rashomon mm-hmm. story. Matt Damon was bad; his acting was bad, <laughs> <laughs> and it took me out of the story. Plus, he had a mullet, and I turned to you at the beginning of the yes, film. Yes, you did. And I said, "I cannot take him seriously with this mullet." Yes, I yes, cannot. You did. And then on top of that, the acting was bad. So. <laughs> I, I mean, was annoyed.
0: Is Matt Damon a good
1: actor? Like,
0: does he I, have a history of, of... Like, he's got a couple of, like, big performances.
1: Yeah, I'll have to pay more attention. Did Kitty put that on the floor I for you?
0: my pen on the floor. Yeah, um, that's where it goes. But, like, I don't think of Matt Damon as a great actor. Like, I think of...
1: No, I mean, he's been associated with some very, like, high big Hollywood movie. Yeah. Well
0: I mean you look at like Goodwill Hunting, which was the first Ben Affleck Matt Damon collaboration that they wrote together. Mm-hmm. Also they wrote this.
1: Yeah, uh, I was gonna Which pull is fascinating. Up, uh there was another screenwriter on yes. it, Nicole something. Yes, who
0: was who was credited first, which I thought was interesting.
1: Nicole Hall of Center, and it's based on a book. Yes. Um and Yeah, so I'll pay more attention to Matt Damon maybe not being a good actor. It's never, like, stood out to me for whatever reason. (laughs) I think the haircut got me already annoyed. And then the acting was bad. And the character was unlikable. And...
0: I mean, the character was unlikable on purpose. I'll give them that. I'll give them that.
1: Yes, yes. It it was on purpose. He was not
0: well-liked, and that was intentional. I was
1: annoyed. I had forgotten that this was a Rashomon-style movie, so I was just going in. And the first third of the story, it's from Matt Damon's perspective. Uh goes over 15 years. I was like... This is bad storytelling. This is too much time that's passing. There's too many jumps between things. Like, and then when are they going to get, like, this is all exposition. When are they yeah. going to get to actual, like, story about, because the, the first scene is the is the duel. The start of the duel. And I was yeah. like, when are they going to get to that? Do we have to go through
0: all of this? Like, you can
1: tell this with some flashbacks of, yeah. like, structural. Um, then when we went to Adam Driver's perspective, I was like, oh, yeah. This is a Rashman <laughs> That's why we, we just We gotta do it all again. ...15 years of disjointed storytelling. hmm So, I guess... I just had a lot of reasons that I was annoyed at the first Matt Damon mm-hmm. part of the film. Um, this feels to me like... I think... I have some real pent-up animosity towards Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. That's fair. <laughs> like, uh, get it out. <laughs> ever since we watched that season of Project Greenlight, <laughs> the last season of Project Greenlight, they're making
0: another season of Project Greenlight, and
1: they were they were like just racist and sexist and clueless. And when Matt Damon was like, Well if we have diversity on camera, we don't need it behind the scenes. And they wouldn't listen to their line producer who is a black woman and was like, No uh-huh. And they kept dismissing her and not listening to her. Uh-huh. And they hired such an auteur, like full of himself yeah. director, and I was like the, the mm, mm. <laughs> And when we got to the end of the film, and I saw they went the screenplay, and then there was Nicole Hoff Center, Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, this tracks, this is a film written by men with a token (laughs) female, so that they could say, like, they had the female perspective to tell the story about a rape. That's what it feels like (laughs) to me. This was very much male gaze. Yeah. Male perspective, but we're gonna try to bring in like some empowerment moments mm-hmm. and, um, so we, you know, are progressive. <laughs> <sighs>
0: and you don't you don't think it it worked?
1: No, <laughs> male director, yeah, male writers. Well, I I was.
0: So the reason this was even in contention was not that I heard great things about it. Because I hadn't. Um, but I was I was interested in Ridley Scott going back to the, like, historical conflict mm-hmm. well. And I am a sucker for a Rashomon-style story. Mm-hmm. Even though they're almost always bad. Um, and... I mean, Ridley Scott has had some absolutely amazing films in his career, and he's also had some real clunkers. And this felt very middle-of-the-bunch to me.
1: Fair enough, yeah.
0: Um. Like, I, for what it's worth, in a movie called The Last Duel, I found The Duel itself fairly compelling to watch. Yes? I wish we didn't have to spend two and a half hours to get there.
1: That's why I thought. We're spending the first twenty minutes on exposition of the fift- first fifteen years of their relationship. Yes. Like, let's get to the duel part. What's going on there? Yeah.
0: Well, and it's not. It's not really about the duel, and it's very clear to me that the movie wants to be saying something about truth and the ambiguity of truth, because the whole point of the duel is to let God decide which version of events is true mm-hmm. based on the outcome of this this fight. And that is, that is the decree that if, if you die, you were wrong. And that is also your punishment. Um, but it didn't spend any time actually telling that story. Instead, it got very tied up in the minutiae of these two characters and their their squabbles about land and justice and what's right and inheritance um, that were not interesting.
1: See, I think the movie was very much about the duel. It's bookend, it's right at the beginning, it's right at the end. It's everything leading up to... This long relationship that they've had—that it's not—it it no longer even becomes about the wife. Um, it's an excuse to to battle each other. That's fair. At least i met at Demon's side. I don't I don't know what was going on in Adam Driver's character's head. Nothing good.
0: Well, again, it was very poorly portrayed like we never really got a sense i never really got a sense of like how this infatuation came to be that led to the sexual Mm assaults at the core of the film Mm -hmm. and if we're supposed to be seeing the truth from his perspective which is what the center section is called is the truth according to
1: Jacques
0: Le It didn't... Like, it filled in gaps in the story, like on what he was doing in those moments that we didn't see him in the first one. But it didn't feel more sympathetic to him particularly. Mm -mm. It was just like, here's what you missed on Glee. Um, You know, it's the other side of the story, but it didn't make him more compelling, which f- feels like a script problem only because I know Adam Driver can do
1: he can act well. Yeah.
0: I was I was thinking a lot about Annette, where not only did he act, he had to like pretend to sing. Mm-hmm. And he did a lot with that. Mm-hmm. Um or his like on stage performances in Annette, mm-hmm. which were
1: fascinating. They were fascinating to watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good, good way to put it. I
0: was fascinated by them, yeah. and I didn't feel like any of that energy was brought into this performance, oh. or this story, oh. or anything.
1: Going back to, it doesn't take the kind of Rashomon part to heart, where Rashomon's about, there's not really one truth. Mm-hmm. It's different perspectives, different experiences. Yeah. And it's
0: not just different interpretations of the same event. Like, I think that's a key thing people forget about Rashomon. It's not like, oh, he said this and I thought he meant that. It's like, no, these are three 100% incompatible tales. Hmm. There is there is nothing about any of them that has, has any sort of like, oh, we can get to the kernel of the truth. It's like, no, they are completely in disagreement with each other about even the simplest of facts. Um, Whereas this is like, this is just three different versions of the same story.
1: Told slightly differently. But when we get to Marguerite's portion of the story, Uh the... Because there are title cards between each chapter that that signals to the audience. We are switching. Which is, you know, if you can't tell that through the visual... (laughs) language of a film
0: i was giving it the benefit of well it's based on a book so it's pretending it's a book and calling them chapters is it a good
1: choice i mean i guess power (laughs) of the dog had chapter titles to it didn't it
0: yeah but they were like poetic yeah they
1: weren't like let's make sure the audience knows (laughs) whose perspective this is yes
0: the title card and chapter division is not an inherently bad choice i think in a filmmaking standpoint i think telling your audience what you're about to see isn't great
1: yeah if we can't (laughs) figure it out but when they get to marguerite's and each one's the truth according to name yeah and hers is the truth according to marguerite de carouge and the Lingers on the truth Mm -hmm. when the the rest of the words fade away and it Mm -hmm. lingers on the truth. Like hers is is the the real one. And I mean, on the one hand, I appreciate that because in our society, women who are assaulted are not believed. Yes. Like historically, right now. (laughs) Yeah. um, And that this movie never puts into doubt her story yes
0: to me it never it never is is never questioning or blaming her
1: yeah um and then they they linger on that hers is the truth which Mm -hmm. to me felt like a tick in the box of oh we We got it we got it it's cool we know (laughs) we heard of this me too thing yeah we got it yeah is what that felt like i see that to
0: me yeah well and i would i would argue that even outside of the title card i feel like the structure of the film in a lot of like very subtle ways and in the way that we see marguerite's story being told that the film also believes hers is the truth story um in in a few different ways and that we never leave her perspective like even as we transition into the duel we're always still in chapter three the truth according to marguerite and like that the the movie ends with sort of the close-up of her and like the where are they now captions um that yes i i agree very much make it clear that the film is not asking questions about what really happened. It's saying, this is what really happened. Um, which in my mind, lessens the impact of a Rashomon style retelling. Um, because there weren't many significant differences between them. Like, I think you could recut this film without those chapter titles and just tell the three parallel stories.
1: The the difference between, like, the Matt Damon and the Adam Driver stories is that, they, as you said, they fill in the gaps. Like, you yeah. see some events that happened in Adam Driver's storyline mm-hmm. that Matt Damon wasn't a part of, mm-hmm. and so you get more clues. The rape scene was filmed differently, differently. the yes. acting was done differently that is between very true. the Adam Driver version and the Marguerite version. Yes. Um, I lost what I was going to say after that. What you were talking but, about? But oh, I yeah. would not have appreciated if it had been a true, true Rashomon, where you are kind of like, well, what is the truth? These are yeah. because we do get into that discourse of not believing women. And mm-hmm. if, we're, if I came away from this going, well, what who's really right? happened? Yeah, I would no, be very. I upset. I, think, I
0: agree completely, and I think that's this. In If you're making a film in 2021 when this movie came out and you want to tell a Rashomon story where you don't know what happened at the end, picking a rape is not the way to do that <laughs> because of the contextual conversation that's happening. Um, I was just reminded of The Assistant, which I think was very much about all of that and did a very good job of how people are forced to doubt themselves and mm-hmm. question things. And when mm-hmm. Tom Wom was like, well, what do you want me to do? Um, sorry, go watch the assistant.
1: That was a good movie. That was a good that movie. That was a very good movie.
0: Um, so yes, I agree that I don't want it to do that in this sort of a style, but then I'm questioning, why are we even telling the story this way? Mm-hmm. What is the goal? And I don't have an answer.
1: Because it's cool. Because it's a different structure than typically, say, in a Hollywood film. I mean, I'm all down
0: for goofy structures uh, in film. But they need to accomplish something.
1: <laughs> I um, Maybe so you can get to this part where you see it from her perspective. And you see, um, like... Matt Damon is a pretty gruff and cold husband, Mm -hmm. whereas in his version of things, he was warmer and and understanding and um, supportive. So you get to these quote-unquote empowering moments for Marguerite because she's smart and she can run the farm, the estates better than he Mm -hmm. can, and she's kind and... um, like, a whole human being and not a piece of property. Yeah. I'm not saying that's what they meant, but that's what...
0: No, that, that's, that's how, how it ca- works. ...came across. Yeah.
1: But I agree. So that it, like I said, it's quote-unquote empowering for the story we're going to tell about rape, which we kind of should know better by now. Yeah. To... We don't need those stories.
0: Well, we don't need them told like this. We don't need them sensationalized or... Because I, I think you can make fascinating and empowering stories about sexual assault. Yeah. This is, in fact...
1: It's hard. Oh, and absolutely. You have to really can me. doesn't
0: mean easy. <laughs> um,
1: You have to really impress upon me why it's necessary to tell this story and depict it. In this and, way. And represent yeah. it in
0: oh, this yeah. way. I, I agree. Again, I think the assistant is a very good counterexample.
1: Well, it doesn't... But it doesn't stage any well, no, actual you assault don't, happening.
0: Because you don't need to.
1: Yes. <laughs> but because here it's you've a, got a, a, But it's
0: very much about that. Yes, it and is And power very much. and abuses of power and how those become systematic and are reinforced. Mm-hmm. None of which this movie cares about this is even the the assault itself the rape itself is very (sighs) stranger in the bushes sort of thing like he shows up why is he in the area i don't know we've got this super contrived reason for her to be all alone in the house um and it's a one-off thing and then it never like like, we get a little bit of, like, the structural power stuff with uh, Blonde Affleck. You know, like, I'll protect you. It's Don't talk about it. It's fine. But it doesn't explore any of that with any nuance or depth. Um, so I, I'm not defending the movie and its decisions at all. Um, but it didn't defend itself.
1: No, and can you... I'm asking the movie this. Can you explain to me why we needed to stage a rape twice? Yeah. From st- I, like, one was what like is that slightly benefit? less bad than the other yeah. one.
0: The first one, though, was also, like, bad. Yeah, it
1: was bad. <laughs> I, I mean, clearly they were... So the first one is from Adam Driver's perspective, uh-huh. and it completely mirrors an earlier scene where he's in, like, an orgy, orgy. sort of thing with the count ben affleck
0: yeah
1: and he's like chasing a woman and the woman is like playfully running playfully away, saying no and running away and then he like forces her on the bed to have sex but it's it's felt like it was that um no means yes mm-hmm.
0: depiction yeah. and to be fair the party at with the count was very clearly like a sex party, like yeah. that's that's what this event was. They <laughs> appeared
1: to be, you know, probably prostitutes. Yeah, of some, their job is sex. Yeah, their job is sex. So,
0: um, which is a very different context.
1: But then it's staged very much the same yes. way with Marguerite chasing around the table, carrying mm. her um, to the bed, plopping her yeah down. And she's the in his version of the nose are quieter, yeah, there's slightly less like flailing, mm-hmm. and it just it mirrors, yeah, that earlier oh no, scene. it
0: absolutely does. And and I,
1: it's still very clearly a rape, yeah, but you can see from his perspective how it, how like, he is convincing, how himself, convincing otherwise. himself otherwise, yes. And then her version of it is much more. She's giving up a bigger fight. Mm-hmm. She's screaming no louder. She's crying. Mm-hmm. Like, you, there's more um, close-up of her like face. You see yeah. her reactions to things. Um.
0: But why do we need it? Let alone why do we need it twice? <laughs> and the movie does not answer that.
1: But yeah, it wasn't. A strong enough artistic reason to justify it Mm -hmm. to me. Yeah,
0: I I I would agree with
1: that. Annoyed. Annoyed. And the fact that, too, it is bookended by these two men fighting over (laughs) her, to me, makes it again, like, why did we need to see it twice? Mm -hmm. If this movie is really just a pissing contest between two men, basically. But you're trying to tell me it from her perspective is a true perspective and mm-hmm. that she's a fully fledged character. Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to you're trying to tick a box <laughs> but using the same old tired tropes.
0: Yeah. I see that. I do arguments.
1: When we get to the end too and she's uh, they do the, the title of like the title cards at the end of they go on to do this and yeah. her husband, Matt Damon, dies in the Crusades a few years later and she um goes on to run the estate and for the next like, thirty yeah. years. And I was like, why didn't we see that story? <laughs> why didn't this story end there with Matt Damon dying and her being a badass like <laughs> estate handler person running things being kind to the because this moment,
0: i'm being sarcastic i'm putting this i'm explicitly stating i'm being sarcastic because this moment defined her life
1: that's the thing <laughs> why would we define a life by the worst thing that ever happened to someone
0: i i'm not sure that we should amy
1: i like <laughs> tell me like make Yeah, this is a big deal of the thing that happened, a horrible, horrible traumatic thing that happened to her, but that sounds like a pretty kick-ass life that she had afterwards. And it just gets a sentence.
0: On a title card. (laughs)
1: Instead, you end it with this pissing match between these two men battling to the death. Like. Uh
0: Uh-huh. I'm mad. I can tell. I am mad. I, I respect your anger.
1: <laughs> They're also, it, it's still, it was still to me very much filmed from the male gaze. It was mm-hmm. all these close ups of this beautiful feminine blonde white woman, mm-hmm. which I think makes the audience, could make the audience or is meant to make the audience more sympathetic than if it was not a beautiful feminine, mm-hmm. thin. Blonde, yeah, white woman. Um, yeah, that's my take.
0: Yeah, I don't have a lot to add to that. I, I think you covered most of the important stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was looking at my notes to see if anything um, interesting else wrote down.
1: Also, why did the whole thing have to be in color, like blue and gray? (laughs) Why were you supposed to be like this is a dark, sad place in fourteenth century France?
0: Because that's how you know it's a historical drama, Amy. As we make it look old and sad.
1: I don't know if blue and gray color satura- blue and gray color saturation says old to me
0: I don't know there was there was some red in the firelit scenes. I do think it's interesting and this is this is such a minor detail, and I'm sure it was all fake um I noticed and this tells you probably how much I was paying attention to the rest of the movie um it was almost always clear where the lighting sources were coming from, which I thought was a very interesting thing that I feel like a lot of movies don't think about when you're dealing with historical lighting and you're like, like some of the scenes looked like they could have been shot entirely with
1: firelight, firelight or
0: sunlight. If you know, coming in through windows and things like that. Um, I'm sure it was still faked because you got to make sure you can see the actors um but i thought that was interesting i I wrote that down so also
1: the fires made fire noise you don't normally notice that (laughs) (laughs) and things with big roaring fires in the fireplace you don't normally hear the crackling i noticed that like that's
0: (laughs) some interesting design choices cool uh do you want to know the funny thing that Ridley Scott said when this movie came out? Sure. Um it did not perform well because um it came
1: out during the pandemic. It came out
0: during the pandemic as a theatrical only release. Um and so it it did not perform well. Um it made uh 1.8 million the first day, about 5 million over the course of the first weekend, another 2 million after that. And then it totaled $10 million. Not a rousing success, particularly for a Ridley Scott, you know, who I'm sure was thinking about, like, gladiator numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, And Ridley Scott, in an interview, I I was trying to find the actual quote, um, said in an interview that the problem was not that it was marketed poorly Um, because I do think it was marketed poorly, Uh, or the fact that it was released in theaters during a pandemic, Um, he blamed it on millennials and their phones. And these dang millennials won't watch anything that's not on their phones. That's the only way they like entertainment now.
1: Uh, Ridley Scott, you sound like (laughs) an old man. I mean, he's
0: 84, so...
1: Yeah.
0: He is an old man. (sighs) Ugh.
1: You don't want to sound like an old man. No, you don't. You don't
0: have to sound like an old man. That's not a requirement. Um, and I found that amusing. It was little. It's like, could it be that I've released this movie in the wrong time? No, it is the children that are wrong. Maybe
1: millennials don't want to watch a movie where the woman's life is centrally defined by the worst thing that ever happened to her.
0: Yeah, maybe that. That's a possibility. A lot of reasons someone might not want to watch this movie, and I respect those decisions. And
1: bad acting can be one of them, too. <laughs> bad accents, like where? Were the accents they? were
0: all over the place.
1: Where? What accent is this?
0: And just pick pick a consistent one. Yeah, I'm glad Ben Affleck was having fun. Though. He's he hasn't like, seemed like he's had fun in the last few movies I've seen him in.
1: That's, that's fair. He's <laughs> like, oh, I got, I got this blonde hair.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was never having fun as Batman in any of the Justice League movies. No,
1: no, he was not having fun. He
0: seemed like he was having fun on set. So, you know, good for Ben Affleck. <laughs> uh, you want to tell him about our uh, Patreon, Amy?
1: Uh, yeah. Well... I mean, we got to talk about our cat during this podcast, did. so that's one so of the So no benefits.
0: one will ever back our Patreon again. One of the, We've ruined it. We
1: have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash five degrees, uh, and you can support us as on a per-episode basis. You can put a cap on the number of episodes you want to support in a month, though, so if we do 50 episodes... You can say no, thank you. No, thank you. Um, there are two benefits. One is a super uncut version where you hear from the moment the mic comes on to the moment the mic comes off, which is normally when we talk to our cat, but she was misbehaving during this podcast. So mm-hmm. you already got a sample of what that conversation <laughs> sounds like. Uh, you also get a list of movies that we didn't watch. Mm-hmm. A lot of them come up again for future movie watching options. Yeah. And I think that we have a website. We do. We it's have a website. Five degrees between dot us. Yeah. We thank you for listening. We, do. we appreciate your listening Give to us... us ranting about the bad movie. <laughs> I mean, Young I bad. can't speak
0: for our audience, but I appreciate when you clearly do not like a film. <laughs> You become very articulate, and <laughs> I like that.
1: <laughs> it's easy. It's much easier to be articulate about things you don't like. Yeah. It's much harder to give praise to things that yeah. you do do like. Yeah.
0: Oops. Well, and, and when movies are just meh, it's like, why bother? Yeah.
1: <laughs> meh. <laughs> meh. We didn't do a free guy. Yeah. Um, For that very podcasts. reason, although I liked it a lot more than I expected, as I said to you, I thought yeah. I was expecting Detective Pikachu level.
0: <laughs> I think you said oh. that on the last podcast. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it far, far exceeded was, Detective. It Pikachu. It was better than
0: Detective Pikachu, worse than Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> if we're if we're rating yeah. we're Ryan, on Reynolds Ryan Reynolds
1: movies. movie scale, <laughs> yep. Uh, I think that's everything yeah, about our Patreon.
0: That is. We appreciate it. Uh rate us, review us on your favorite podcatcher. Say goodnight, Amy.
1: Good night, Amy.